0: This is the culture.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Cinema Wave podcast. This time we are talking about the latest in the Hunger Games franchise. It's been a while since we've seen this, but this is actually going to follow a different character that we haven't seen too much of. It's Coriolanus Snow, which was originally played by Donald Sutherland and the original um, franchise that came out with Jennifer Lawrence. This time, that role is played by Tom Blythe. I am one of your hosts. My name is Darian Scalamone. I am joined by Liz Seiko.
0: Hello, everybody.
1: And we're going to dive in. So you're, let's, let's start with the fact that you're a Hunger Games. Uh, you've seen all of them.
0: I'm a fan. I've read all the books. Um, I feel like I first got into this when I was... Uh, maybe high school or like maybe end of middle school, maybe like eighth grade ish, um, and that's like when it was starting to come out the movie. So then I read all the books. Big fan. I didn't read this book though. Um, I have this
1: book came out like years after, though yeah. right when all the other one, original ones came
0: out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but I didn't read it just because I it was it's so long. I think it's like a 500 and like 80 page book or something. In so that. it's the longest it's of the, the, the books. Longest. Yes, okay. it is. Um, And I also feel like I just didn't really have any interest in hearing Snow's story and kind of um, like unvilifying him in a way. I just kind of was like, okay, no, he is a villain in my mind. I'm just going to let him be and I don't need to see uh, his story and kind of humanize him, in my opinion. Okay. Um, But my first thoughts for this film is it's very entertaining in the beginning. I enjoyed it. I was like hooked in very fast. Um, They do a nice job of that with the opening like pre-sequel shot of them running around in the capital. It's very long. I think that's one of my biggest notes for like a lot of films lately. This film did not need to be this long. I think they just could have restructured a lot to maybe speed it up. I think pacing at the end was an issue too. Um, Pacing in the beginning was pretty good for me. I like I said, I was very interested, but towards the end, I was like kind of like checking on my phone and being like, oh my God, there's still 45 minutes left. Like what could there possibly be? Um, Editing, I just feel like they could have shortened some scenes, but overall I think the beginning was really good. I think they do a nice homage to the uh, Hunger Games world. I think they keep that interesting Uh, perspective of watching how the games are built, especially in the earlier years, because this focuses in on the 10th annual Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed as a fan seeing how things started and where they were and kind of how um, the tributes were in the earlier days. And they weren't really these huge superstars. They were just kind of people that they really did pick up on the streets and were like, "Okay, you're going in. Um, We're not giving you a brand new outfit. We're not feeding you food. Like they treated them kind of like animals in the beginning. And then this story, I think, really focused in a nice way on how that transition started happening, on how they now started to market the games a little bit more, which I found interesting.
1: Yeah, I I thought that uh, I agree with a lot of the points you made. I do think that the runtime is bloated. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, it is. Uh, I don't know if I follow along as much as you so much with certain films this mm-hmm. year but I do think it is a trend uh, and it's interesting because I feel that at least in terms of tent poles, I feel like the opposite is happening at least I can think in terms of like the Marvel films I feel like a lot of people were like all these runtimes are bloated and now they're cutting them dramatically mm-hmm. but for a movie like this I do think that they tried to squeeze too much story into one film and part of it is trying to hook the Hunger Games audience again yeah. and bring them in especially to a character that's like you said, not like talk about someone that's a fan of the novels and you don't even want to read the fourth novel because it focuses on a character you don't really give a shit about. Katniss is the heart of the Hunger Games films. So, already going off the fact that Jennifer Lawrence is not in this film. And like you said, it takes place during the 10th annual Hunger Games. So, it's 64 years before the first. Hunger Games proper movie that came out. Um, They had things like working against them in that way. A little bit. But I do think it was a really good strategy and surprising to me that the studio system was like, let's make a $100 million Hunger Games movie. Because usually, you would be like, oh, like there's already an IP invested. People care about the name Hunger Games and Mm -hmm. you still have that beautiful like crest that you see on all the books and you see how they bring it together with the animation, which I do think is really cool and unique to that. that franchise but there's so much within this that like the only character that i think gets carried over is is snow right like none of these other characters have any connection to anyone else in any of the other movies or and i will for to preface i've only seen the first two hunger games proper movies
0: so oh, i yes i know no, i know, I
1: know. No, i've only seen I'm the kidding. hunger games and i've seen the hunger games catching fire so uh-huh. i haven't seen <clears throat> excuse me the mockingjay films i do want to go back eventually and rewatch them i have heard that they're not great, not the best entries.
0: They they start to try to... They just start going a little all over the place. Um, well,
1: I heard that the book also... There's only one Mocking Book.
0: Yeah, and they split it into two films.
1: And that was during an era in which all of these big studios were trying to cut their yeah. big franchises to squeeze the most out of them. Well, like, they saw
0: Harry Potter do it in the final one and they were like, Oh, okay. So if Harry Potter can do it, we can do it. Yeah. And it's like, um, I'm sorry, no, you cannot just because Harry <laughs> Potter did it. Well, a lot Harry of other Potter franchises. Level.
1: A lot of other franchises too. Like I I haven't seen any of the films, but I know a lot of people talk about The Hobbit. As, like, another wow. example of like, they did not need to make that three movies. Like, they could have made a Hobbit movie. I didn't know that was know three it was and a half three hours. hours. I didn't yes. Even it's, know three, that. it's three movies. And then even the Twilight. I think Twilight started following that trend too of the the, the two parts for the final. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, for the film. final one. Yeah. Yep.
1: So, some of the, that was an era. That was like an era in the a 2010s. Thing. It was how
0: could they make more money? yes off just one book yes and, yeah yeah and i i mean i personally didn't hate mockingjay being put into two i kind of not, when i think back on it because i haven't seen them in a long time i've probably seen the second one the most um because i think i have the opinion that the second one's the best i think a lot of people have that opinion. catching fire also. you're talking about yeah, yeah i
1: really like catching
0: um the first one isn't horrible it's just kind of like stepping into the world but i the think that one, movie
1: doesn't Uh, have a very good rewatch value. I think that movie gets worse with more viewing. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I I liked it a lot the first time I saw it. And then I've seen it, I think, like three times since then. And like, I'm like, this movie's like fine.
0: Yeah, they don't do anything. um, They don't add anything to the story. They were just like, oh, this book did really well. Let's put it on screen and not like add any creativity into it. While the second one, I think they were like, okay, Let's let's actually do this. Let's put money into it. Let's get the best p- team. Let's do some really good CGI and let's make this beautiful. Mm. Um, and then I think they just got a little lost in the Mockingjay ones of trying to tell too big of stories and adding in too many themes at once where I wish that they would have picked one theme to focus on and then just let the story unveil and like let let Jennifer Lawrence do her thing of some really great acting. Um But yeah, so I I don't mind that they turned it into two films. This one, I don't know if I fully buy that they could have done two films. A part of me thinks that maybe now we're starting to get into the territory for Hunger Games where they can start transitioning into miniseries. I do think that there's enough meat in that world for them to start showing more and let these characters actually breathe some let some space into the world um and especially between scenes because i think this story it's a lot
1: yeah they, they pack a lot into this movie they
0: pack a lot you're following uh snow from uh first starting to get his hands into the games really starting to get his opinions in there into like falling in love into i mean are we doing we're doing spoilers or no spoilers yeah
1: so we this is this is <laughs> your this, spo- point. <laughs> this is your spoiler warning if you haven't I already realized we're now going to dive into spoiler territory for The Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yes. Liz, go off. So anyways,
0: queen. he falls in love. Uh, then, like, we do go throughout the entire game of The Hunger Games, which I think is the most heightened part, in my opinion, of this film, is when there actually are in the games. Um and then you follow him getting kicked out of the Capitol into joining the military into having his relationship blow up into then him becoming like this evil person too much for a mm. two and a half hour film. It's just the, the audience is getting hit over the head and you're trying to understand where all these shifts and changes are coming from. Um, and I think um, Tom Blythe.
1: Yes, Tom Blythe. Yeah,
0: Tom Blythe. I think he does a great job of trying to handle all these shift and changes. I think it's definitely a hard script to handle. I think he does a nice job. Um, I kind of wish that we would have seen a little bit more of the um, evilness come out in Snow earlier on so that we could have gotten a glimpse of it and it wasn't just some big unveiling in the end. But I think you might, you have a different opinion. Yeah. So what, so are, what are your thoughts? I do. That?
1: I do feel similarly that I think that the movie has a bloated runtime. I do think that it feels uneven at times. And I do agree that the, the it's unique. Cause I feel like a lot of movies nowadays where they do run long. Like I think even in our killers, of the flower moon, we talk about like the, the meat of the, the body of the movie is what runs too long. Usually that's what happens. It's like, there's too much in the middle this they even show you on screen. They split it up into three parts of his life, and part three is where I just thought you didn't have to go down that route yet, yeah,
0: or that in depth at least. Yes,
1: so I thought that I thought that Tom Blythe was fantastic in this role. Okay. I thought that he brought a lot of real acting ability to a franchise, which we don't see very often. Like they, they sort of fall into. Um, some of character tropes and like th- the interesting thing is that this is first time playing the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's where the disconnect comes in too, Cause I feel like even in the first two hunger games proper, I don't feel a major attachment to snow. Like I think that his character is interesting, but he's not the one that I really have much, toward him as a character. See, maybe mocking, a little more in Catching Fire. Mocking but.
0: Jay is when it's like Katniss and him go head to head. So, so
1: I, that is completely removed from
0: my So that's what I think is missing, maybe. But
1: mm-hmm. Tom Blythe, I thought, did a really great job. And I disagree like what you were saying, respectfully, of course. That <laughs> Do disrespect. <laughs> no, no disrespect. <laughs> that um, I think you get these really nice nuggets along the way where you start to see this weird like sociopathic switch go off in his head Mm -hmm. and it's not blatant as something like joker or like taxi driver which two obviously very different films but you start to see him do these things that are very uncharacteristic of what he was brought up into like you see in the in the opening scene uh this brutality that um as their uh I guess it's when like the the big war happens between mm-hmm. all the districts, right? Yes. Um, and you get news on screen from his grandmother that uh, his father has passed mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they don't have any money and they're very poor. And they is is Tom Blight's character, who again is Corey Lane Snow, his grandmother and his sister, who is uh Tigris, played by Hunter Schaefer, mm-hmm. best known for like euphoria. And you start to see that uh, even in that scene. When he's back in the Capitol for the first time trying to um, – he's working towards the Plinth Prize. And they're talking about how – Peter Dinklage's character, the dean, is talking about how he's aware that he's poor. Like he's just putting on a facade and uh, not all of the classmates are aware of it, but some of them are, that he is poor. And that he's just putting on a show essentially to try to save face for himself, to try to get himself to the top, to – kind of have riches and wealth for his family. Cause he does care about his family that you're at least Tigris. Like you, you mm-hmm. can see that very obviously throughout the film. <clears throat> but I think that as the movie goes along, you start to see this shift in him where he's like, I need to do whatever it takes for me to be on top. And it doesn't matter about anybody else. And you actually see that at the end of the film when he's like dressed up in his nice clothes. Finally, And he looks at Tigris and she's like, you look like your father. Mm -hmm. And she's saying it not in a way where she's like so proud to be a sister. Yeah. She's looking at him like we used to have this really great connection and you were a sweet soul. But now I don't know who the fuck you are anymore.
0: I know. I think what my thing was (laughs) is I wish that the, the event that didn't make the shoe really drop wasn't his love interest leaving him. Like, I feel like that is the biggest young adult w- w- YA trope is, like, the reason somebody goes mad or goes evil is because they don't have, like, the love of their life anymore. Mm-hmm. Um And so I wish that it had been maybe something more related to... Or, like, maybe I wish it had been more of an in-your-face um attack against him coming from her rather than her just disappearing. Like, I wish... uh I don't. I don't know. I just didn't love that it was like she left him, and then he was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, gonna, I'm gonna end it, the world now." He
1: has a snap. He has like it's. It's yeah. like a tree branch just eventually snapping. Yeah, when she all does because what she just leaves. <throat> and I think the one thing I to counterpoint, I do think that it's sad that they try to hold so much of the emotional weight of his character sort of fully transitioning into evil Mm -hmm. and so much of the weight of the story on the chemistry of these two leads. Because, and we'll get into a deeper conversation about that, but the chemistry is not great on screen.
0: It's not steamy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not, but to, like I said, sort of counterpoint what you were saying, the first sort of sign that you get of Snow's character having that switch is when he goes to save uh, Sejanus Plinth in the um, in the arena mm-hmm. to try to save his own ass, and he's attacking one of the tributes. Yeah, and he doesn't need to kill that person, but he does.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he like it's it's shown off screen, but it's like he's wailing on this dude. Yeah, and you see sort of like something that you haven't seen from his character yet up until this point in the movie. And then he sort of doubles down on that when he talks to his sister and he's like, I killed somebody in there. Mm-hmm. And she's the only person that – the only people that know at that point that he did that were Plinth and his sister. Yes. And he's basically like – And she's like well, – Well, no, no.
0: And uh, Viola Davis' is. Oh, yes. Character. Viola Davis'
1: character. Um, But he basically doubles down and he's like, it made me feel powerful. Yeah. Like not in –
0: Which I lo- – okay. That was the point where when it turned, <clears throat> I was like, okay, I buy this. Like yes. let's see – Like, does he now have, like, a taste for that and starts building on it? But then I just feel like his character started getting a little bit too, like, regretful on things and then trying to help people. And I wish that it had, like, once that moment have happened of him killing the young boy, then let's see it get worse and worse and worse and gradually make it more aggressive not go on this now roller coaster of him, oh, I'm falling in love. Oh, I regret doing that. Oh, I don't want to do this ever again. Um, because I just didn't buy it at a certain point. I was sick of the up and down. And I was like just getting confused on what his motives were at the end. Okay. At least in part three.
1: So I was gonna I I I totally saw his motive as his character getting to a point of superiority and trying to be this eventual version of Donald Sutherland's character. But I do think that so much of it being intertwined and baked into the relationship with Rachel Zegler's character is what sort of hurts it. Like I I don't think that – and we had talked a little bit off screen before we started recording that a part that I would have – I'm trying to think of it from the business perspective too because I don't know how much you get a reaction out of audience members if you end the film where like I would want to end the film.
0: Yeah. Like I would
1: want essentially he basically he gets shunned from the Capitol and he winds up in District twelve. And at this point, you don't know as an audience member, even though Lucy Gray Baird had won the games, you don't know where she's at. And they lock eyes and they have like an embrace. It actually is like the most chemistry on screen and it's literally done just by them looking at each other it's
0: because she's singing at the time. That's yes, what we'll get into. Expression. We'll get
1: into the musical aspects of this film too, which are <laughs> very unique and interesting. Um, but that moment I would have ended the film on that mm-hmm. so that you can start, if you're going into another film or whether it's a series or however they were going to do it, a season two, however, um, they start with the the sort of fold that they're now in the same place They have no barriers. They have no restrictions. Mm -hmm. They can sort of build a relationship from that, and then you can start to see how he sort of snaps. But so much of what he does throughout that doesn't have to do with her, but she's always looming in the background. And I don't think she is – her character is deserving of that weight. I I I don't think there's enough baked in the relationship within the first hour and a half of that movie to then go on this journey with them in the back half of the movie and then like you said have this tonal overshift of him being like wait like where are you yeah. like and then he freaks like he literally takes a machine gun and shoots into the sky it's like a scene from like platoon it's like yeah. crazy but the i think the acting of him and seeing cuz we were talking a little bit before too i was like i thought in my perspective he had given so much to her and so much of him was like trying to do for his family and he finally tried to do something for himself and tried to save this girl and because of one thing that he may or may not have said which we're not sure really that's that's a big problem Mm. too is we're not necessarily sure
0: what made her change yeah that's my question but i don't know if it's the script's fault or if it's um her rachel zegler's acting i don't know Maybe I need to rewatch it again to see. But a part of me thinks that I think her... Ca- I, I actually liked Rachel in the beginning. I liked her ta- take on like, okay, she's the folk singer who's a rebellious version of Katniss, kind of. But then I think once she got out of the games, I think her acting just like was like, okay, done acting. Let's just sing, sing, sing until this the film's done. And I think she just stopped giving any... Um, sort of shading to her character and really was like there was no dimension of what the games did to her character post-games. There was no trauma. There was one line of her saying like, oh, I feel like I'm still in the games, but her actual behavior didn't show that.
1: Yeah, it didn't reflect her experiences. No,
0: and so then for me to then see this huge shift in Snow's character, but see absolutely no shift in her character, it wasn't working together of these dynamic changes in him because she was just off doing her own thing and i feel like in order to see that big change of in him she needs to be affecting him some way and yeah. to me she wasn't really affecting him she was just there singing her heart out
1: yeah i don't want to i don't want to be down on rachel zegler so much because this is the first time i've seen her in her performance yes so i want to be fair to that i haven't seen west side story haven't seen shazam too. but i do think that so much of maybe this is just me projecting i guess but so much of what you feel about that character might be a result of her not being a good enough scene partner to handle the weight of the situation which i think is sad because i do like you're a very nuanced you you view acting in a very nuanced way because you are an actor yeah and and you 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 see it from that Mm -hmm. perspective to me i just was able to follow a i felt that following along on his journey all of his beats made sense okay. throughout the movie, sort of following him. And that's why I think the Lucy Gray scenes felt the most weightless mm-hmm. because there's nothing in there and they're forcing this relationship on you with these two characters. And I was actually hoping early on that it wasn't, and I should have realized like even from watching the trailer or seeing like the first look image they had of her like laying on him, that it's like love story. But I was hoping when he first delivers her the handkerchief um, I think it's the handkerchief and the, and the, um, the, uh, the like, uh, palette, right? Like it's like, uh, that has
0: like the poison in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. The rat
1: poison. Like, uh, she goes in to kiss him and he stops her. Yeah. And I was like, good. I don't want a romantic <laughs> angle. Like not every single, it's similar to what we talked about in like holdovers, but very different movies yes. where.
0: I, okay, Holdovers, I loved that. I do think that this, though, because it's a young adult, they're gonna give that romance. I get it.
1: I do, I get it. They're gonna do it. I just, and again, maybe it feels better if you get that romance when it's earned in a second movie. But what I was gonna say was, if you end this movie on just this glance that they're having where he's in the military, and it sort of leaves it, it definitely opens it up for a sequel, but it does it in a, in a better way, mm-hmm. I feel like. it's not. It doesn't feel like at the end of this movie – at the end of this movie, he is a fully formed Snow. He's yeah. a young Snow, but he's a fully formed Coriolanus Snow. And you even get – right before the credits roll, you get a, uh, a narrative off-screen like p- post-stinger of Donald mm-hmm. Sutherland talking in one of the Hunger Games films. But the inevitability is that in this industry, if this movie makes enough money to profit – they're going to make another movie Keep
0: going with it.
1: So I would rather them be more faithful to trying to fill out the story in a proper way, leading into a sequel organically than trying to force so much into this one story. And that to me, along with the chemistry issues and the tonal unevenness that comes throughout, that's what bothers me Mm -hmm. is because I thought that this, we'll get to scores obviously later, but this movie could have been higher on my list if they fixed some things in terms of runtime and, Just making a firm stand. Yeah, making a firm stand that we're going to end this movie leading into something else. And if you guys like this, there's going to be more coming.
0: Yeah, like end it on a high note. Because I do think the part one and part two of it, the game part I was very invested in. I was like, okay, we're back in Hunger Games. Like, let's see what they have up their sleeves. And literally once they left the arena was when it just slowly started going down and down and down and losing momentum too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they really had great pacing going on and then all of a sudden it was like, let's stop. Um, one thing I do find interesting, though, I don't know if you saw this, that um, the director, Francis Lawrence, mm-hmm. he's come out and said that he regrets doing Mocking Jay as two different films.
1: I did not see this. He,
0: he's come out and said that he regrets it. He wishes he had just powered through and made it a longer film. And put everything together because he thinks he missed that momentum that the two films would have had together. So I wonder if he would have done this. I I wonder if he was like scared to put this one into two because he didn't want to regret it again. Yeah,
1: I think that's I think that's a fair point. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing that I've heard, and again, I haven't read the books, haven't seen the movies. I've heard that the Mockingjay novel doesn't it's like it's the least dense like i mean the first book is is a pretty easy read but i feel like there's so much in catching fire and they do a good job of portraying that on screen with mocking jay i don't know if there was enough like how how long is each movie do you like here let me i'll double check
0: i I mean i don't know off the top of my head but i want to say that there may be like either under two hours or just two hours
1: okay so part one is two hours and three minutes. Yeah. And part two is two hours and seventeen minutes, which is still a pretty decent runtime. Like two hours yeah. and seventeen minutes is kind of a long movie. But I mean, so that you're you're squeezing four out four and a half hours into into those two movies. But
0: But then okay, so like for him personally i feel like mocking j1 and mocking j2 kind of blur together a little bit and i don't really remember where one ends and one begins i feel like
1: i've heard that before
0: so i understand what he means by i could have just kept the momentum going and cut some things out because i think the reason they blur so much is they have the same tone they have the same environment it's very military trying to go to war and start like a new uh new world almost okay um and so I, I see what he could he could have just cut out a lot of the middle parts. Um, but at the same time, by doing two films, he really then let these characters be their own people and give full life to some of their roles. Mm. I mean, that w- I'm, I'm pretty sure isn't uh, Mockingjay part Two the last film that um, Philip Seymour Hoffman ever did.
1: Well, I know that – so he didn't finish his fil- – but I don't know if they filmed them back-to-back similar to like I don't the remember. Avengers films. But I know that it was the last thing he had done because they had to finish with CGI. Yes. For his role. Um, so I do know that.
0: And so like for me, I don't think his character would have had such um, an arc or such a big presence if they shoved it into two into one film rather than two. Because he probably then would have just had a quick one-minute scene – just to show his purpose and then they would have had to get back to uh like plot rather than give letting these characters develop yeah. if he had done one so i mean I is don't that know. why
1: you'd re- you think you'd rather trend towards the television direction because you feel like if you do this in a six to eight episode series you give more to the characters
0: oh yeah because i feel like okay if they did this in a series they could have had they could have had one episode solely giving you more background on, like, where we are in history. Because I was kind of even like, so wait, who are these kids that are now becoming... um what were they? they these were... big
1: roles in the capital you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like
0: who are these kids that are like trying to get like this scholarship? I was like, what what, what are we doing right now?
1: Also, not to cut you off, but cut they do on. a really good job of trying to establish what that universe is. And then they kill off the students like that.
0: Yes. Which so that's I
1: what... was really taken aback by because mm-hmm. it's also not just one of them. No. There's like multiple. four deaths like right away of like. These like very premier children in the Capitol. yeah, and it's basically treated
0: like it's nothing. So and so, if it was in a mi- mini series and they have these deaths, these dramatic deaths of these powerful, rich children happening, what is that like in the districts? What is that like in the capital? What are the people around them? All are people revolting? Are they? Are people upset? Are people in the district happy that these kids got killed? Like I would have liked to have seen more of the aftermath just like i kind of wish that they would have shown more of the aftermath of um like some of these uh some of the the kids that are like on the richer side this is their first time even probably speaking to some of these district kids so it's like what are their thoughts on this do some of them form friendship and relationships do any of them change um, I also think that they weren't able to give a, a bit, lot of screen time and let the audience get to know any of the other tributes.
1: Yeah, besides besides Be- um, uh, Lucy, Greg. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. All the other people, it was just kind of like, okay, here's like a typical stereotype for you to just like take with and run. Mm. And I feel like in the past seasons they've they've been able to really past movies, you mean? Yeah, in the yeah. past um films, they've actually like uh, uh, some of the side characters I've loved more than like Katniss before. Yeah. I've been like, "Oh my god, I don't want that person to like die, but they're gonna" Um, and I don't know, maybe it's cause I've read the books. So
1: yeah. Like you have a, it. you have a more established, um, relationship with the characters. Yeah. Cause I don't personally, so the first film, I mean, Rue obviously has a big role,
0: huge role. And yeah. I, I
1: do think you, you miss out on that element of the story. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know if they tried to do that with Jessup, but I didn't feel, I mean, he tried to protect her, but that's, doesn't give enough for you to really care about his character. Unfortunately, when no, he passes. but like they
0: could have shown some history on him. Like, so if they didn't, min- I liked series, Reaper.
1: I thought Reaper Reaper's moment. Interesting sto- I, yeah. I actually have it in my notes. I loved his scene. The actor, I want to give him a shout-out because I thought he did such a great job with not having a lot. Dimitri Abold is the guy that plays Reaper. Yeah, you have it in the notes. <laughs> I do. And the scene where he rips down the banner.
0: And they're all it's like, he powerful. took down the banner. That's like yeah. a
1: powerful scene. And that would play more into even giving you like if you understand the real relationship with what the capital is and capital politics and what that means to them and then you see a scene like that play out it might hit other people more like the way it might have hit me but that scene where he drapes the banner over Mm -hmm. all the dead bodies i was like damn man like that was and even when his his death scene Mm -hmm. it's like he just takes it he's like he's like like, i just want to be dead at this point so the more we talk about it i actually do think it would benefit itself To a series, definitely. Like, I wasn't thinking of it in that way, but I do think it would benefit. There's a
0: lot that they can do. I think there's just so many dimensions of um, the tributes, the districts, the people in the Capitol, the people that are... Also, the victors like they didn't show anything of past victors. It's been ten years. Where do the victors go? Are they not considered like royalty at this point? The
1: one thing with that is, I, though, I don't think the games were as established yet. Like they make it like remember the ratings are down. Yeah, they talk. They this is the first film where they introduced or the first games that they introduced the mentorship. Yeah, that was a cool sort of. I liked staple. that
0: because I, I like that they were showing that different. But I guess I would have just been like. I don't know, and maybe it's because I feel like Rachel's Zegler could've shown it a little bit more of like what it was it like back then for the tributes when they became victors she just literally showed up and she's like bet y'all never thought you'd see me again and i was like what the fuck i was like (laughs) this girl like she literally poisoned people and like tried to like she almost got murdered and here she is just ready to sing a folk song all right let's get into let's get into
1: let's get into the musical aspects we have to talk about this she
0: is incredibly talented she is a performer that girl can sing for her life but man, that was like way too much singing, I think. I think there were certain moments that I thought were really fitting, really beautiful. We talked about it before. I think one of like your favorites, and I think one of mine too, was when she's on the camera on the TV and he's watching her perform. To get
1: her donations, yes. yes.
0: I think because that was purposeful, it had a meaning, it had point, like a pointed story to it. But some of these other songs, like, they went way too long. They could have cut 45 seconds to a minute off of each song.
1: And I, so I, again, I haven't seen her in anything else. I didn't get to see her in West Side Story. So this is more of a question toward you. Okay. Do you think that she is now shoehorning herself into a dangerous position? And this is only, like, two major roles. Think about it. Like, and she has Snow White upcoming, which already has a shit ton of controversy around it because of her comments. but. Is she pigeonholing herself into a really dangerous position as a young actress? Because f- her first four roles in the industry are going to be an iconic musical in West Side Story. She was in the sequel of Shazam, which also bombed at the box office. And I think it was her trying to latch on to actually – because I don't think she sings in it. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, <laughs> but I don't think she sings in it. But she's trying to latch herself onto some sort of comic book property and have – character development in it but the movie bombed, so they're never going to make another one and then now you have hunger games which a really good ip uh, an ip in which the film doesn't cost that much money where you can sort of see her character returning to this role and now she's singing all the time and now she's doing fucking snow white is she in trouble i want your opinion because i'm, I'm very curious and like your viewpoint of her as an actress so far because you did see west side story yes. where you stand with her
0: um, I don't think she will ever step into the world of Oscar winning actress. I don't think and she
1: has a golden globe. I know. Not that those hold the same weight. I
0: don't. But... I don't think she'll ever. I mean, I don't want to say ever because who knows? Maybe she'll get a really good acting teacher one day and just step into the shoes and really start owning it. But I think um, I, I think she's starting to pin her like. I I don't know, because singing to me, that's her strong suit. I think the most interesting is when she's actually singing. That's Mm -hmm. when she can put the most emotion into her words. Um, I liked her in West Side Story. I think she maybe, uh, maybe she just needs to start from the ground up. Maybe she needs to get into a couple horror movies and like really start experimenting Mm -hmm. a little bit and get away from the big film budgets Um, I actually think the superhero, like Marvel, maybe world would be good for her because that doesn't take incredible acting skills. You just kind of need to have a stage presence. And she definitely does have a stage presence. Yes. She has
1: like an it factor to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like my eyes are drawn to her on the camera. I think that she knows how to, uh, put energy out there. I don't think she's that great on -on one-on-one scene work. And that's why I think the scenes between her and um, Tom Blythe fell flat a little bit just because she's not giving so much energy to him. But I don't know. I think, I mean, she's a musical theater kid at heart, so I think in her mind she's doing the things that she wants to do. And if I were a musical theater kid, I would also be like, oh my God, I just want to do singing, film, singing, film, singing, film after singing, film. Yeah. I could actually see her maybe stepping into the... um, doing an album
1: okay more interesting
0: rather than going full actress yeah. i could see her more being like the singer actress rather than like an actor that sings
1: yeah i think that uh we talked a little bit about in terms of like how i don't think we can picture her being in an indie <laughs> but i would like to see her work with a strong script like an indie from a, a really interesting and not something that's like I'm not talking like an outlandish sort of project where, like, I don't want to see her in an Ari Aster movie. Like, no, but, but I, I
0: mean, like, she needs to take a page from like um, Idina Menzel. Like, she really transitioned from being like the musical theater face of Wicked into now taking on some of these films. But it's because she latched on to Adam Sandler also. Yeah. So I think she needs. I think Rachel um, Zegler needs to latch on to a director who sees potential in her. Get rid of the singing at a certain point, like girl. Yeah. You gotta you gotta show that you can do something without that. Even though she's incredible, I do think she should do an album. Um, but yeah, I agree with you.
1: I mean, she's already also worked with Spielberg. Like that—that's the first director she ever worked with. So she has someone probably in her corner to sort of help her along. But I don't want to see her like star in a prestige drama that Spielberg directs. But I do think like if you put her in a scenario like when you mentioned Idina Menzel, I think of um, and again she's. Seen partners out of Sandler. Like in Uncut Gems, she has a supporting role in which she does a really good job because yeah. the script is so strong and her character is developed in who she is. She fucking hates her husband. She doesn't want to deal with this. And Rachel Zegler, big difference in age. You maybe put her in a role where she play, I don't know, like maybe she a plays
0: problematic like kid or yeah. something like that.
1: Yeah. I think I think something like that would would benefit her well going forward, even in doing more 10 poles, sort of adding more depth to her. Um, acting abilities and her character work so that it's unfortunate but it's like to me besides the uh, structure of the film I think she's the weakest part of it and I don't like she's green but at the same time when you're leading a movie with Hunger Games in the title and you're leading Snow White and the Seven Dwarves live action like there's a lot that comes with that and now she's going to be acting opposite Gal Gadot who I don't think is she's a fine actress but
0: she latched on, though, to that... She's Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, she's yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman, yeah. I think she like latched on to one of those films and then was just kind of like, okay, I can just kind of be who I am on like a regular basis and I don't have to necessarily work hard to get a big paycheck. Mm. Um, I think that's what happens to a lot of these actors that get caught up in these big budget films. They just don't have to necessarily uh, work as hard because there's such a big budget, they know they're going to get a certain amount. I feel like when you work on a smaller budget film, you feel that pressure of like, okay, in order to get paid, I have to make this memorable. I have to make this a great performance so that people want to come and buy this mm-hmm. or that people actually want to go see it in theater. Yeah. Um I also think she has like a lot of hate right now, so I don't know if people know. actually want to work with I don't know. I don't know what the vibe is in like there's Hollywood a bad social media her?
1: controversy surrounding her because yes. of some of the comments with Snow White and the way that she presents herself on social media sometimes, which I don't know how much we dive into the politics of all of that. But it's – she's got a lot working against her right now, mm-hmm. which I think is a is a problem. She's very young. She's, I think, at the yeah. oldest, like 23.
0: I mean, it seems, though, that, like, people are still coming out. They could care less that, like, she's – in like, they're going to support Hunger Games at the end of the day. Yeah. But I don't know if, peop- if she started delving into that world of – indie films i don't know if people would pay Goes the to pay singer. the 20 to go that's to the movie true. theaters to see a film with just her leading it with nothing else bringing you in
1: that's why i think she needs to do like a supporting turn in an mm-hmm. indie like I, maybe, I don't want her leading an indie feature maybe. at least not right now we need to see more of her in, in terms of acting ability i yeah. think i mean even like the we talked a little bit about this but like i thought that her accent and she's an american but she's Doing a southern accent. She's like a gypsy sort of character in the film. And the accent goes in and out quite a bit. And it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you gotta show up and do your job, man. Like, you gotta stick to it. So, I don't know. I do want to jump really quickly back to, because you brought up the, um, like, the budget aspect of this. So, yes. th- the movie, I am happy because this is a movie that I do hope gets some eyeballs because it's a better Blockbuster, like for example, one of the ones I really like this year that I hope people go and see is like Dungeons and Dragons. is a movie that didn't make a lot of money, but I really appreciated that movie for how it tried to be very original in its way to still build out a franchise. Mm-hmm. Hunger Games was established in the movie verse already, but like I said, they made it on a hundred million dollar budget. It made forty four million domestic opening weekend, which isn't bad, but it's at ninety nine million global, so it really only needs to make another probably 40 to 50 to break even. Yep. I hope that it sort of goes past that because I do want to see more with these characters. And one of the things that I do, not push back, but try to think of it realistically. If they make this as a television series, I wonder if they're worried. Lionsgate doesn't have their own streamer like a lot of their stuff goes to stars like Mm -hmm. their properties go to stars or like now mgm plus which are two not big streamers right now
0: people aren't paying for it so
1: they'd have to sell it to maybe or maybe amazon because they have a deal with mgm now like maybe the series would go to prime video or maybe they decide to license it out to netflix i wonder if they were so worried about like trying to build a hunger game story surrounding snow and making it for streaming and not being able to get the amount of eyeballs because so much is on streaming right now like this was a big weekend for movies too, mm-hmm. but I thought it did a good job of counter programming. Like, there's not anything else, right? Like, it's it's right now in the theaters. It's trolls, so you're talking about kids, and then you have Thanksgiving for the horror people. Yep. but like, and then you have the prestige indies. But some of the, like Rustin is on Netflix mm-hmm. this weekend, uh, and Hunger Games is in a very interesting sweet spot of like you can see this movie at twelve, you can see this movie at forty, and you can get something out of it. So I do wonder if. That was part of their worry is that if they pivoted to TV, they were worried about a battle for eyeballs and they're trying to sort of capitalize in the movie space again. Maybe Lionsgate's trying to recoup from COVID. I don't know how much they might have lost from COVID or anything. Because I
0: do think also if they were to step into the television world, they've got to have a big budget because if they're going to do series, they need to keep the quality up. And they have to make it like these gorgeous costumes, this incredible production design. Because if you have like a shitty Hunger Games, people are bouncing.
1: Yeah. And you have to think, are you able to get – and we should dive into these characters. that We haven't talked a lot about the supporting cast. Mm -hmm. But do you get a Viola Davis and a Peter Dinklage if you're on TV? You don't. I argue you probably don't. You probably get one of them Maybe. It's also more likely you get Peter Dinklage because he's worked in that universe before yes. with with Game of Thrones. And Viola Davis has signed up for certain things. I mean, she played Michelle Obama in The First Lady on mm-hmm. Showtime, but Showtime works with very big budgets. That was Although, an anthology series. Viola
0: Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. I mean, she's oh, with that for but a while. But long that was time.
1: before and she won an Emmy, I think, for that show. She did. But that was a little bit before she reached that like that other level, like, she's incredibly talented always, yeah. but a different level of, like, prestige actress now. Like, that once she won the Academy Award for Fences, mm-hmm. it's, like, off to the races. Well, you can now, fund a whole movie around Viola Davis.
0: Of course you can, but I think now she's just really taking roles that she personally is, like, okay, either this is challenging to me or this is something that I haven't done before, which I think is this Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. Because I think she hasn't really stepped into this, um, like fantastical evil over-the-top character yet at least i don't remember her being something to this extent um and i feel like she killed it i thought she was like i'm gonna take this character and put my whole heart and soul into it she was every word she was speaking she had purpose into it she knew what she was doing and I I don't know, she looked like she was just having like the time of her life. I think she had a lot role. of fun
1: in the role. And yeah. I, I do appreciate in what I recently binged all the Harry Potters, probably a year ago. For the ones I hadn't seen, I had only seen like three up to that mm-hmm. point. But I really like how they put these really great actors in these like professor roles and yeah. they give them a lot of room to shine. I think she's really good in the movie. I do I wanna see I wanted to see more. I, I felt okay. like I didn't I felt like I didn't get enough of her character. Like I She was playing this fantastical version of herself, but even in some of the Harry Potters, you know, you get like these glimpses of Sirius Black and what they were before they were this. And I kind of wish I got more of that with her. I wish I I wanted to see what like, I mean, you have to think she's playing the head of like she's the game maker. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of brain do you have to make to come up with the Hunger Games, which is a whole system based in kids fucking killing so each other So you kind
0: of wish you would have seen like her background a little bit of like what got her there?
1: Yes, and I don't think that's an indictment on her acting No, at all. I think
0: that's 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 going in the series. Yes, that's
1: you can, you can you can have That a,
0: could be like a whole episode if you, you really You could
1: do about a whole it. probably I mean Wow,
0: I mean let I'll write guys, it right now. we're willing
1: to be hired lines money. Send, <laughs> send Liz all the money. She's got the fan perspective. I'll come in, I'll try to tweak
0: we'll, tweak my wording yeah, we'll make bit. it we'll make it happen.
1: But <laughs> Um, and then so Viola Davis does a good job. She plays Doctor uh, of Illumnia Gaul. And then so Peter Dinklage, this makes me sad. We, t- I said this too. I really like Peter Dinklage as an actor. I think he is fantastic as Tyrion Lannister on Game of Thrones. Yep. I'm so fucking sick of seeing this guy play a drunk. It, I feel like I see it in everything I see him in now. and Or he's either a drunk or he's like a recluse, a recluse writer who like is now drinking to like try to salvage his life. like. This guy has depth. He's a good mm-hmm. actor and I want to see him – like I like him in, in a movie like this because I do think him – attaching himself to a franchise and playing that professor role. It's smart. It is. And I think think he lends himself to it because he can also blend himself within an ensemble, which you can see in Thrones. I actually thought he was really underrated. I know you probably haven't seen this movie, but he's uh, the villain in one of the X-Men movies. And I think he does a really good job with, again, not a lot to work with on the page. But his character, I think he does a good job. This, I was so bored, like watching him the whole time. And even his... Spoiler alert, we've talked about the movie at length at this point already, obviously. His death scene sucks. And it's the end of the movie. And I thought it was talk about like what you don't want to end the movie on. Yeah, like, like what? I, I just it wasn't needed. There wasn't enough built in with uh, High Bottom's character and Snow, even though he's like me and your father were best friends. There's nothing built in where you care about his death.
0: No, or leads like Snow to actually care enough to kill him. I was like, wait, where is this correlation that you have to kill this man to get high, I mean, I guess I get Well, it. he
1: puts it, but they also put it in fucking two minutes of dialogue right before he dies. He's like, I built the Hunger yeah. Games with your father and then he took all the credit and now I'm dead. And it's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, why does the movie end there? Yeah. Like, that's stupid to me. It's bad writing. And it goes back to, unfortunately, trying to cram so much into one film. Mm-hmm. And I think it hurt, like, it, it probably goes down a whole number grade for me because of that, like, it leads to so many tonal shifts that you don't need and there's drama where it's not supposed to be and I really love Jason Schwartzman's character in the film and he's like the comedic relief but you're getting this tonal whiplash at times in the movie because you're not supposed to understand what you're feeling for any of these characters let alone, I mean, again, like Lucy Gray is kind of all over the place <laughs> but... Do but, we trust her? Do we not trust her? What Do
0: we Do we want her do, to live? Do but, we want her to let's die? Talk, let's talk
1: a little bit about um the scene where the shift happens.
0: Okay. So oh, when they're actually when they're like walking through the at the they're end. They're running
1: of- away together. Yes. Yeah. So do you set this set the scene and let me know what you thought about that whole sequence because there are parts of it that I like, and then there's other parts where I'm like, this is this is stupid and this doesn't fit what I'm supposed to be feeling.
0: Yeah, I okay, so the whole running away from me to begin with is shaky because we start off the whole running away sequence by first her finding out that he wasn't going to run away with her that he was going to go back to the Capitol because he talked to uh, um, Hunter Schaefer's character like through that weird like face thing. Um, So like right off the bat I feel like she doesn't trust him kind of because she's like okay so you weren't going to run away with me which leads me to his character again. I'm like, what are his motives? Does he want to go back to the capital or does he want to stay with this girl? Like choose bruh. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're running away together. They're going through the forest. I don't remember exactly what, but he says something like, I'm sick of killing people. Like I've killed three people already.
1: Yeah, I think they might that again, I don't remember the exact wording too, either. but it might be a throwaway thing where they're talking about the games mm-hmm. in relation to what they're going through together and he talks about how he's killed three people you interpreted that as him killing his friend right the third person because the first one yeah, is, is the, the tribute the second one is the person he shoots in the back of the bar yes and the third one would be would be plinth
0: yes which yes. i took that as because we saw it unveiled yes we, we saw so him. we're aware he's killed we're three aware people. the audience is aware she all of a sudden is like three people i only knew about two <laughs> like who's this third person and like he's like, oh, three, as in my myself, my,
1: my past my self. Past That's a bad. it was bad line. That's bad. It was a bad line. I didn't like it. They could I have done like
0: a it. lot. They could have. They could have done so many different things. Like unbelievable. Um. And then I don't remember. All of a sudden, now she's skeptical of him.
1: Yeah, and then they go back to. Yeah, it's they go that back. whole third act gets very fuzzy. Oh,
0: it's too much. It
1: sucks because th- then they go back to that one house where he finds all the d- guns,
0: all the gypsies <laughs>
1: are staying in. Yeah. And he finds the guns under the floorboards, which was also very,
0: very. Okay. So no, no, this part I do get where she was like, cause really the only thing that tied him to his friend's death, what, or that he needed to die for that death or whatever was those guns. Yes. But then she's like, "Oh wow! So you found the guns. Now the only thing connecting it you to that murder is, is me. me."
1: Which so it's like a test girl, that she's putting on. Shut her.
0: up! Like, don't point that out to somebody that you think could kill you. Don't be like, "Are you gonna kill me now too?" Like, don't say that. But for me, her like that's that is such a jump for her character could yeah. like make of. Oh, he killed his friend. Like what? or if that really And there's
1: not even enough built in the in between to see that tonal like change. that emotional shift for her. Or
0: see that's where I think the kind of the direction a little bit here is a little wonky because okay if you want them to have that change in her character to make that connection then camera wise have when he's like oh I killed my future self have him walk away keep the camera focused on her face walking behind him putting this together and figuring this out Like
1: that would probably even be the bare minimum. And that would still be better. Minimum. And it would have
0: helped us because all of a sudden I was like, wait, why does she want to go back into the rain? I was like, what's happening right now? Yeah. And then for him to just be like, okay, you're going to go fishing. All right. Bye. I was like, are these characters stupid right now? Like, of course she's leaving you look at her. She looks terrified. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The whole ending part for me, I was not the third
1: act. The movie kind of falls apart.
0: It falls apart. Which, If you
1: just cut that out, lions gate and you make it a tv show where you lead us into the second movie we might like the movie a little better
0: yeah i i i started off high i was i was in it right away i still
1: but... have it at a solid score but um is there anything else we need feel like we need to cover or should we go to scores We're i talked about a so. lot
0: um i was surprised i thought hunter schaefer she would have had more screen time but
1: i wanted to see more of that's another thing i really wanted to see more of their relationship is brother and sister.
0: They're cousins, actually. Are they? They are. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. They are cousins. Well, then
0: fuck me, I Yeah, guess. they are cousins. But-, but I agree. I actually thought that she embodied the future of the Capitol very well. in like those characters that have this over the top uh, outfits on and kind of more softer spoken. Um, so I really liked what she was doing. I just wish that there was more depth or more of a st- change or storyline because I like what she did at the end of saying like oh you look like your father yeah i wish there would have been more screen time f- for us to see her character's reaction to these events going on yeah. in her cousin's life
1: yeah i agree but i like i like hunter shaper i think she's a good i actress. this i
0: think is her first uh film credit actually
1: is it first or second maybe she's got some stuff in the can so maybe it just hasn't come out yet maybe it's... josh andres rivera quickly too uh I think I, I've heard a lot. He's another one that was in West Side Story, wasn't he? He played one of the sharks. I think so. Yeah, so he's he's interesting in this movie. I think some things work, I think some things don't work. I'm very interested to see because he just got cast as Aaron Hernandez in the first season of American Sports Story, like from Ryan Murphy. Okay. You might not know anything about that, but I don't. that's going to be a very serious acting challenge. Okay. Because he's a football player that murdered people.
0: I, well, I know his story. Yeah,
1: so I think that. I mean, I hope it's not done on a Ryan Murphy-ish Well, way. I was just going to say. I so want Ryan it, Murphy, it, American Crime Story Season 1. Give me that.
0: I That's, was going to say, like, what tone is he taking? Is he taking, like, over-the-top murder? Or is he going to do more of, like, um, oh, what didn't he do Versace?
1: Yeah. Which so I was,
0: liked that one. Did you? Did you I liked
1: that? Versace, but O.J. is – I think O.J. personally is, like – in my top 15 seasons of television wow okay like i love I mean, that Sarah Polson, season
0: though is just like i think chef's kiss i mean
1: fucking it. sterling k brown too true. is yeah, yeah, fantastic yeah, courtney b vance won an emmy fantastic in it the only one that doesn't hold his weight to me is is travolta but he even got like an emmy for it or I an emmy nomination i mean that. he's I like fine, fine. but I, I feel, yeah i don't know if he can share this like travolta's a fine actor when he's given the right fine things.
0: actor hairspray are you kidding well
1: me? yes come on we're, we're that talking is like about, the
0: cream of the crop. we're talking
1: about a cinematic icon as uh tracy Turnblad's mother but um
0: i do love hairspray though yes like, no, no i, shade. I do no too shade. I no love it. but
1: I, I do think him sharing the screen with i think the other acting talents sometimes overshadow him in that and it hurts
0: a little bit but ability. i think he held his own yeah like i think he stood on his own two feet he yeah. wasn't he wasn't too bad Not but too bad. Hopefully he does. I didn't know that they were doing that, but yeah, hopefully it's good.
1: Yeah. So, all right. Let's give scores. So, um, I thought about it a lot. I have it in the sevens. Oh. So, I'm Ooh. probably higher than you, you maybe. Are. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go. No, seven to me is like a solid movie. Okay. Like, I have it at a 7.3. And the IMDb rating is 7.2. So, I'm right there. You're there. I'm
0: like right there with it. I was starting. So, this film, when I first started watching it, I was like, this is going to be an eight. I was I was like, "Oh yeah, I feel this." Drop down to a 6.5 for me. Wow. All right, so yeah. a whole
1: a whole point and a half for you. Yep.
0: That that 6.5 part
1: I me. I is still solid, I feel like, though, for It's
0: not a bad movie. Yeah. I don't think it is. I There's think There's a
1: lot to like in this movie. Lot
0: to like. I think it's beautifully shot except the ending. The yeah. ending for me story-wise, even acting-wise, pacing-wise, film-wise is just thumbs down. Yeah.
1: Editors, if you're watching this, try to cater to Liz's needs because if you cut out 25 to 30 minutes of that back half, you get an 8.
0: You get an 8.
1: And that's the best endorsement you can get. I'm all the
0: editors this year. <laughs> we gotta speed this shit up, people. My God, we
1: got a lot of other things to talk about, so editors start chopping your fucking movies. Um, Alright, so that's gonna do it for our review of the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. You guys can see it in theaters right now. Again, it's doing decent at the box office, but Please go and see these movies. It's important to the theater system. We want to keep these theaters in business. Make sure you see your smaller indie things as well. We love talking about those. Um, if you guys don't already follow us at Cinema Wave Media on Instagram, we're also on TikTok, we're on Facebook, and you guys can also follow us at underscore Culture Wave Media. We're on Instagram there as well. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. Just signing off. I am Darian Scalamoni.
0: I am Liz Aiko.
1: And we'll see you guys next time.